Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Man. 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 You're so busy. Yeah. You are a very busy dude. I am, but I always make time for you. You you do? I I appreciate. I appreciate that. I do. I share things with you uh, in a a group chat. Okay. First of all, here's what, here's what, let me, let me me explain to our listeners what's going on. Uh, We have a group chat, right? You know how friends do. Mm -hmm. And this one has Steve McCoy Mm -hmm. and Jimmy Fowler and Joe Thorne, right? Yeah. Three amigos, right? Yep. Yep. All right. And so what I like to do is I'll like, oh, here's a funny thing. Here's something I think you guys will enjoy. And most of the time, neither one of them even respond to it. Not a thumbs mean? up, not a ha ha, not, not even an I saw that already. Nothing, <laughs> just dead air. If anybody does respond, it's Steve, and it's only because he feels guilty for ignoring mean? the previous 20. <laughs> All of a sudden, what you- Jimmy starts sharing stuff. <laughs> and, not, and you are intentionally sharing things that you know that I will either A, hate or be <laughs> not understand first of all you are obviously how dare you, you are obviously how dare obviously, you? i know you no I how dare you. you make that accusation that well, i would I, I, just like I, I would post in such a way mm-hmm. to intentionally leave you out why would i do that yeah yeah one of them one of them i, I was like wait a minute i can't tell but i'm five percent sure that's an office reference but i it was i I have no idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll bring it up. Let's see. Yeah, I'm about to say which one. Okay, so that? let's see. Uh-huh. All right, uh, all right. So that was okay. So, okay, Jimmy Fowler. Here's a meme. When you say <laughs> Christ is the Sabbath and also observe the Sabbath, and the, 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 and the, the clip the is, yeah, it must says, be nice to get a rest from all your rest. Now, if you know, you know. So that it's Idris Alba. Okay, so that, it doesn't look like him there. It that's, is. I know. That's what I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, so that would be the fun run. Of the office, right? No, this is not fun run. No, no, no this is uh, this is company picnic. Oh, it's all, but it's office. Yeah, it's the it's office. The office. Okay. It's at company picnic, and he says to Jim, "Must be nice to get a rest from all your rest." You guys get it? Those that know know. Yeah. It's hilarious. They're laughing right now. Yeah. What do you say? Like, Christ is the Sabbath, and also observe the Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even. Yeah. And then you then you put up a a a. a a Mike Trout thing, which mm-hmm. is a baseball thing, yeah, yeah. which you know I don't get. And then Steve put up Fly to the Angels by Slaughter, which is an 80s song. Great song, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he went to the Angels or he left the Angels. But the That's a baseball <laughs> team reference that you guys are messing with me about. I, so I, I appreciate that you're thinking of me and hate I that you are fact, torturing I me. I love the fact that you went and did enough research. I didn't to, research at all. Oh, you didn't? No. You just, okay, you know, okay. That's just general observation. So mm. that, But again, that's because I hear something on Instagram or Twitter yep. or something. Yep. Not because I, I don't know anything about it. But I, don't, I just, yeah, Angels, yeah. But that's a good song, Fly to the Angels. You like that song, Fly to the Angels? Yeah, sure. You like it? Yes. Do I, you I'm like try, it or not I'm, I'm like it? I'm trying to remember the song. Really? Honestly, I'm trying to remember the song. I can't remember it. Oh, I'm going to send it to you later. All right. It's a great song. And then, I'll listen to it. And then the you'll like it. No, it's, dude, it's 80, right. it's 80s perfection. Okay, okay, It's okay. 80s perfection. Uh, even though that was a band that, you know, a bunch of you know, pretty boys, not my, my my genre when I was a kid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, but I couldn't help it. Like, yeah, that song is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I do like it. Hey, speaking of songs that are awesome, I wanted to show you something. And I know oh. because, you know, you ain't got time for the internet these days. No, I'm pretty rarely All on. All right. All right. So, 
right, hold on. Are you hooked in? I think I'm hooked up. All, All right. right. Jimmy has not seen this. I've not I'm seen fair, it. I'm fairly certain you haven't seen this. No, I have not. Okay. Well, hold on. Depends. What is it? All right. So um, I told Jimmy I was going to play him a couple of clips from some Easter services uh, at church services. Oh, and I thought says, this was the depth trial. Okay. I've seen that. That's the only the, thing the I've actually Yeah, Yeah. That's the only thing I've been John, watching. The, the Amber Heard, and I love her nickname. I know it's not nice, but I just, you know, I just, that, I love watching that stuff. All right. So there were, a lot of you guys have seen these things. There are some clips from some worship services that took place. Okay. Um, like, and so these are Sunday, Easter Sunday of this year, of this year, I believe, because okay, okay. they're all circulating. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you now. You guys can hear this, uh, and uh, you can find them if you just search for them on Instagram and Twitter. So, all right, Jimmy. All right, go ahead here. Just here, just pass it over and hit hit play and pass over. You're gonna. I'm not gonna do anything. What no, what about? are you gonna do? You're gonna mess up the I'm mic. Not, I'm not gonna mess up the mic. All right, turn your thing off. Here you go. All right, hit that that one right there. Okay, here we go. Smack was high school, placed in the tomb to save a soul. This son for them hood girls, the whole world straight masterpiece. What is this? Teaching about sin, oh. forgiving the lost in this city. Got nailed on. Oh my gosh. My wife is texting me, of course. <laughs> that is horrible. Okay, so. What is this? Okay, so first of all, it is a. What is this? It's a Back to the Future set. Uh, yeah. You can see that, I right? Can see that. Clock Tower, yep, all that. Yep, yep. You can see Marty. Yep. Not dressed like Marty. You see the doc. Yep. And they're they're doing a uptown funk Christian version about the resurrection. <laughs> what like is this? it's so bad. Listen, I I don't under, I don't understand who that appeal that would appeal to like a junior high kid for a goof, maybe. I I, I don't I don't understand it at all. It, I don't get it at all. First of all, it's terrible. It Why? sounds terrible. What Ooh, what leadership goes like, you know what? Hey, you know how we're going to kick it up a notch? Yeah. Resurrection you got, you Sunday? Got, you got a good idea? You got, I got a great idea. Are you going to preach guys. the gospel? So, gonna, well, what we're going to do is okay. we're going to go ahead and put the the, the, the stage, yeah, like, yeah. like Back to the Future. Okay. And we're going to dress up. Okay. And then we're going to take a uh, a song and we're going to rework it okay. with Christian themes. I think that's really going to get the message across. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, well. I got a, I got, a, I got a better one. Okay, and by better, I mean worse. All right, okay. All right, all right. So, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna let me turn off my messages. So yeah. uh, how about that? Just I don't have to see it. I'll, no, I'll, you need to see oh, this. I have, I have you to do, see it. I'm okay. gonna give you the phone. So um, where where do you focus? There <laughs> oh. we go. Focus. Do not disturb. Is on. Okay. All right, there we go. This is what I love about JoJo and technology. I just don't this use that feature. This All is right. the best. All right, now. Okay. Okay, bro. All you right. are not prepared. All right. Lion King of Judah. What? <laughs> okay, here, hold on. Ah, your thing don't work. in the tomb sometimes it hurts to stay <laughs> oh dude it's just like first of all I, she's it's like it's 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 it's, it's like bad like improv it's like she's dressed like a character from cats uh, i don't know what's going on <laughs> this is a the lion king of judah easter 2022 church of the rock hey i listen I, listen 
I don't know anything about you guys. I'm Listen, not... I will say this because I want to. I want to oh. be clear. Like the production of that, it's cheesy. Yeah, but the production is nice, and she could sing. No, she cannot. That's hey, 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 no. be be respectful. No, be respectful, it, Joey. It's pitchy, bro. Joey, it's pitchy. Be respectful. I am. That means I'm telling the truth. They spent time committed together. Committed, yes. absolutely. Yeah, it they, sounded horrible. They, this is good, here, good and well intentioned. Yeah, absolutely. All right, absolutely. You know? No question about that. But I just, I just don't get. And listen, we have a tiny church, right? No, who's the, maybe they could tell. Yeah, who's coming to your church? Here's the thing. I just, I have a hard time believing that that would have. Who who sees that and, and like people like that? That's just it. Who I think boomers. Sure. <laughs> okay, boomers. Think of it. How many who, times have you seen? I mean, uh, I don't think it was at my last church. Maybe they did at my last church. They did like we put an end to it. They called them specials. Yeah, that, 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 listen, I, specials. I you can make a, an argument. Is that for, a Baptist thing? Because that was a Baptist church. Now the church before that, yeah, had like drama. Yeah. Like they would have a drama up there and like I think you can make a choreograph. I don't I we don't do it, but I think you can make an argument for a solo or a special where some person sings. We are supposed to exhort one another in psalms and hymns mm-hmm, and spiritual mm-hmm, songs. Mm-hmm. So perhaps you could say, like, we're gonna we're gonna have this person sing a song for you mm-hmm. to meditate upon. I think it, done in the context of a of a robust corporate worship, fine. But uh But think of this. Think ugh. of it and I think there's the other aspect of it where for some people there is a creative side to them and they have allowed sure. them to have this creative expression yeah that should be celebrated don't yeah. you think it's a, it's a gift from god yep but in corporate worship man come on and like this i just i don't get it i don't get the appeal uh maybe i'm cranky oh i think part and, listen, of it, and i don't like listen some people were like whoa this is how you entertain the goats and it's like that's not cool no like, that's I'm, not cool either like i listen i i don't think it's appropriate but I, I don't think people that are enjoying it aren't christians and i don't think the church isn't christian i just think uh, they have a a we have a very different opinion on how on ecclesiology, on the doctrine of worship and things like that. Correct. What I do love though, is that like embrace of every gift of God, right? And, and that creative aspect. Yeah, I think, I think that's yeah. sometimes missing. Yeah. From yeah. The reformed church. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. From a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I knew of a reformed church in Chicago and they had a robust, like, um, artist contingency mm. and they actually did some shows they but they didn't do it in corporate worship they weren't painting during the worship service mm-hmm, right they weren't mm-hmm. like in, including these strange elements in yeah, corporate yeah. worship that have never been present for 2000 years uh but they were known in the community oh there's a lot of artists that go to that church and sojourn was that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. right sojourn mm-hmm. in louisville mm-hmm. uh lots of artists they had a lot of stuff like that so yeah i think we do we should be embracing all of god's gifts to people and all of that but i just Ooh. And anyway. finding avenues of that expression. Yeah, like how can appropriate we... avenues? I, I think yeah, that's the, that's probably mm-hmm. the thing that we're we're aligned on here. Yeah, is the appropriate. So, what would be appropriate then? I mean, as far as as expressing oneself in the midst of of the corporate gathering, your voice singing. That's oh. what's appropriate. That's you the sing. only thing that's appropriate. You pray. You can raise your hands if you got a question. <laughs> no, uh, no, no guitars, no drums, because those weren't present. No piano, th- those uh, weren't string, present. String, well, you depends on what you're talking about. Old Testament, you had stringed instruments, and yeah, you had yeah. percussion, yeah. Ooh, you beat me that round. Yeah, of course. Yeah, what are you talking about? No, when, you when beat do me I, that When round. do I not beat you in a round um, of anything ever? <laughs> when? Name one. Name one. Yeah, go um, right now. I, can I say it out loud? Say it out loud. Go I'm going to say it out loud. Yeah, efficiency, productivity. First of all, that's two. So that's already confusing me. I said one. <laughs> I don't, you, lost me, you lost me. You lost me. That doesn't just overwhelms me. I have no idea what you're talking about now. Now you beat me at grammar. Okay. 
I can, I can write a sentence. <laughs> Pronunciation. <laughs> so it was. It was the reason we wanted to bring this up because it's funny, and we're not. We're not trying to be mean. I, we really do try to be charitable to everybody, but like I just. We do find that to be, I actually personally, I find it offensive in corporate worship, but it's just, it's such a distraction from what we're supposed to be doing. I think it's a distraction. Yeah. I don't think it's helpful, um, but doesn't mean your motives are wrong. The church could be wonderful otherwise. Um, wow. But, Joe is writing them off. No, no, no Look no, at no, those no, sinners. No, no, no. But uh, the reason I thought, because it was such a good juxtaposition to what else, something else I saw, somebody on Facebook was asking, hey, what do you do if some guy closes out your worship service, right? You're, you're at the end of the service and he starts by reading a, an imprecatory psalm. And, every, and everybody was like, hey man, just read it. And other people were like, well, you know, you gotta be careful here. And somebody said, hey, have you guys done an episode on imprecatory prayers or I psalms? Don't, I don't think we have. No, I, I, I looked you it up. You looked, okay. Nope, nothing. Man. So here we go. Here we go. Gonna do it. If you don't know what an imprecatory psalm is, um, it is, um, it's a psalm of lament over wickedness. And generally, it is a prayer for judgment or the curse of God against continued wickedness, and it's offered from a place of weakness and need. It's a long definition. It's my definition, uh, but it reflects, I think, what other people that are much smarter than me have said. Yeah, I think that it. you took that from Sproul, yeah? Nope. No? No. I, it's Like I said, it's my, it's my definition. Nah, mm, yeah. I think I read that in... Nope, you didn't. I think I read that in... Nope. Uh, you might... The, the, the words... Imprecatory I, I, and curse. Yep, yeah, those are. I those think, are I think he also used wickedness. Yeah, they, that, that's also in there. <laughs> pretty sure judgment. I'm pretty sure you just took this. Usually not. Ju- it's, I usually think he, it's curse. Mm, so yeah, he's it's done uh, the word offered. Uh, mm, no, I don't think so. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I read a bunch on this, and we're gonna we're gonna link to a couple of articles for you in the show notes mm-hmm. that we already have saved for you because they're, they're helpful. Um, so yeah, it is basically it's it's a prayer. Uh, that is uh, that looks forward to or pleads the case of God's curse against continued wickedness. That's really mm, important, mm. and it's offered though from a place not of not of triumph but weakness and need. Um, lots of uh, lots of these, but uh, you want to read one, Jimmy? G- give us yeah. a, a sample. Yeah, uh, Psalm uh, sixty nine twenty two to twenty eight. Let their own table before them become a snare, and when they are at peace, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and make their loins tremble continually. Pour out. What? What? Why are you laughing? No, I didn't. I was just sighing. Like shaking in their boots. Yeah. Okay. I know. I get it. Pour out your indignation upon them and let your burning anger overtake them. May their camp be a desolation. Let no one dwell in their tents for they persecute him whom you have struck down and they recount the pain of those you have wounded and to them punishment upon punishment May they have no acquittal from you. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and let them not be enrolled among the righteous. All right. So these are hard words. Oh, yeah. Right? This is not like, Lord, save save the world. Mm-hmm. This is not, Lord, um, though some people would argue that's implicit in this, right? But uh, this is a plea for and a a looking ahead to utter judgment. And and. And this looks, obviously, it looks ahead to the final day of judgment, but it doesn't only do that. Uh, it's, and, like, it's like there's this, have a judgment now. Yeah. That, that if this happens, do your thing. Mm-hmm. Like, do what you do. Yeah. So Do what you're going to do. That's that your thing. Um, and I think that, like, what we see is sometimes God does intervene and bring a judgment uh, it, it, when you're reading the history of redemption mm-hmm. uh, in the short term, but it always does. So sometimes it's fulfilled, you know, locally, uh, Temporarily, but it always does also look 
um, forward. And uh, some people are uncomfortable with uh, imprecatory psalms or prayers because they seem harsh, mm. they seem hard, they don't seem very loving. Um, but a, a couple things to keep in mind: how many, how many, how many of there of these are there in, in the psalms, Jimmy? Like, uh, we got uh, 150 psalms, so like, like half of that, 75. No, 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 uh, just over 30. Okay, just over 30. And even then, it's not like the whole psalm is imprecation right it's, correct it's, it's like it's a it's a section of right, said song right so we're talking about a really small section of scripture so like just keep that in mind let's not blow it way out of proportion here. right 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 i mean it's large enough it, there's enough theme mm -hmm. right there's enough there's enough of uh uh what's the word commonality to to kind of lay it out yeah as as its own group it's not one verse where you're like where yeah. jesus is like there's no marriage in heaven you're gonna be like the angels and then people develop a whole theology. A whole like, theology okay, about it. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. Because I'm still going to be married. No I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, so that's what it is, right? The you you find these um, these uh, these prayers, if you can call them that, these these uh, these poetic sort of announcements where they're looking for God to mm -hmm. to judge. Um, let, let's say what they're not, right? Because okay. I think some people and some. So there are certain kinds of groups and churches that take these sort of a things and then um, they they try to use it as a way of them seeking vengeance on it, people. It feels like justification. It's they like, use it hey, that, I, yeah. I'm going to use this as justification to go seek out my vengeance that somehow they have this idea like, man, you know, I, I read this psalm and I think that I am called to act as God's arm of judgment. Right. Right? Yeah. When that's not what these are for. No, no, no. It's like... the. You ever see the movie Frail? You haven't seen the movie Frailty. You should watch the movie no, Frailty. I've not seen it. First of all, it's got all right, all right, all right in it. So that means it's already worth watching. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's about this. It's fundamentally about this guy, this dad, who um, he he wakes up. He's a single dad, loves his kids, good. But Bill Paxton is the dad. Oh, okay. And so it's a sweet home. He's a mechanic. His, he's got two boys, one older, one younger, maybe, I don't know, maybe like 12 and seven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the older one kind of cooks and they all sweet family. And dad wakes him up in the middle of the night telling them, God just spoke to me and he wants us to kill demons. And the kids are like, why do I want to watch this? Okay. Cause it's amazing. And they're like, okay, dad, whatever. And then he comes back and he's like, listen, God gave me these special gloves. They're mechanics gloves. And these are going to help us see the demons. And they're like, okay, dad. And then he comes home with a lead pipe and he's like, God gave me this. This is how we're going to kill the demons. And they're like, uh, and then he comes home with a list of names and he, and they say, what's that? And he goes, these are the demons. And the oldest is like, dad, those are people. Then he comes home one day with a nurse over his shoulder and says, all right, boys, what is this? But here's the thing. So I don't want to spoil it in case anybody does oh, watch it <laughs> because it goes from there. It actually goes somewhere really actually theologically significant but um he is acting in his own mind mm -hmm. right i am vengeance yeah. i am the the judgment of god now that's a, i am batman yeah right it's it's a it's a dramatic like you know sort of uh over the top thing but people do sometimes want to take up vengeance and they go oh yeah it's like god says the the psalmist says smash their teeth so let's go get let's the go bad get guys them. we're gonna go smash their teeth in that's that's uh that's not what it is in, in fact it's important like these these cries these laments right these are calls for deliverance right because evil is wrecking them mm. like this is this isn't like uh like just 
rage in, in a moment. This is like they've been suffering. Evil has been persisting. And now they're crying out for God to finally do what only God can do. Conquer evil by your power, by your work. Because It's a, it's a cry out in faith in the yeah. power of God, knowing that it's only by the power of God that deliverance can be secured. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, um, so Sam Storms is a brilliant uh, pastor uh, theologian thinker. We disagree with Sam on some stuff, or I should say Sam disagrees with us mm. on some stuff. Uh, but Sam Storms is one of the few guys that I'll read on a biblical subject who is v almost exhaustive in what he covers when he covers mm. a topic and yet communicates it all simply. And he is one of the very few people that can change my mind with scriptural evidence. Mm. And he's done this on a few occasions. He has not been able to do it on the spiritual gifts. I think he's wrong there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but I think he's wrong. Uh, but he has a great article on imprecatory Psalms. And he has a quote here uh, that relates. You want to read it? Sure. <clears throat> Where's the hook you? We must keep in mind that in most instances, these prayers for divine judgment come only after extended efforts on the part of the psalmist to call the enemies of God to repentance. Mm -hmm. These are not cases of a momentary resistance to God, but of unrepentant, re what? recalcitrant, recalcitrant, incessant, hardened, and haughty defiance of him. In other words, the psalmist calls for divine judgment against them so long as they persist in their rebellion. We love our enemies by praying for the repentance, but... If they callously and consistently refuse, our only recourse is to pray that God's judgment be full and fair. It's important to remember that there are often that there often comes a time in human sin when God withdraws his merciful hand and gives over the human heart to its chosen path. Paul described this in Romans 1. Jesus envisioned a pattern of sin so persistent and callous that he declared it unforgivable. Man, uh the whole article is gold. Mm. It's it's thorough. We're gonna, we're link, we're yeah, we link. absolutely got the link right here. Um, it's going to be linked to a secondary site because his site is all busted at the moment when you go to the original link. So I've got a, a nice clean version for you to read. Uh, really, really good. And maybe I'll ask him if we can just like format it and then like give it to you as a download because yeah, it's be great. really, yeah. really good. Um, okay, so that's what imprecatory psalms are. Um, and just like all of scripture, some parts of scripture are easy and mm. some parts of scripture are a bit harder, um, but we got to do something with it. And so that question was asked online on Facebook. I think it was on the, the Baptist standard or whatever the group is called. Um, and uh, the question was, it's like, this guy read an imprecatory Psalm at the end of a service. So, um, you know, how should we use them? We'll get to that, but maybe... Maybe we start with this. How should these imprecatory psalms move us? Hmm. Like we're reading them and like what should it produce in us? Because clearly yeah. it, it, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be moving us to be triumphant and haughty as we wag our fingers at evil people. Uh, but there is something that it should be doing. Well, yeah, and it shouldn't be moving us to that point of vengeance like you were talking about before, right? Like it's not a call to to be the arm of vengeance, God's vengeance upon evildoers, right? Right. But it does call us to hatred. It does call mm. us to not a hatred of them, but a hatred for sin, right? Yeah, yeah. For the sin that has been brought about, for the sin that is being uh, uh, that is unrepentant, for the sin that is prevailing in the life of the community or the individual. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's good. I think that's good because it, it it's got to move you. It's supposed to move you, and that's clearly one of the central things that happens. I think also, I. I think most of the people that I'm tight with, 
when we look at things like this, when we start to really think about sin, we always wind up, or at least we should always wind up marveling at God's grace that we have received for our sins. Yes. Because yeah, right. I, I haven't, because we'll, we'll encounter evil in the world and we'll see things that are just things that we have never done. Right. We've yeah. done, we've done our sins. I've yeah. done horrible, awful things. But there are then there are horrible awful things that I haven't done. And it's easy to look at those and be like, those scumbags. Look how bad they are. I want to curb stomp them for their evil. Dang, it's like you went dark. Well, there. That, listen, I'm thinking about certain things. Okay. I'm yeah, thinking you went about like dark. trafficking children. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. I want to go crazy on yeah, those people. Yeah. But and again, we should be horrified and angered about that appropriately, righteously angry. But at the same time, we should be able to look at our own sin and, and still marvel like wow god can still forgive them he can still redeem them mm. even if they have to suffer for the consequences of mm. their actions so i think we should when we look at this we should still marvel at god's grace i think that that's uh mm. that should be a, a component here as we're as we're meditating on them i think a third thing is it should move us to to hope right like to hope and to long uh for the righteousness of God to reign, yeah, right? Yeah. Like we should long for that, that righteousness mm. to reign and for the innocent really to be vindicated, for the innocent yeah, yeah, to yeah. be freed, for the innocent to mm -hmm. be saved. And uh, for, I mean, we, we really want to see God move in such a powerful way because we know that his righteousness is is good and it's pure and it's mm -hmm. uh, we long for that. And we know that it, it's, uh, that it's by only his righteous power and his righteousness itself that we look, we look, forward to we right. look, I mean, that's the whole aspect of like you know not just redemption but but and salvation but but glorification yeah and it, it will happen in the end but it encroaches in parts now exactly right? and again in case you're wondering like what do you mean innocent vindicated there's nobody innocent okay there's nobody innocent of sin before the, the eyes of god but in our culture in this world some people are innocent of particular charges uh, yeah. of particular abuses they're innocent and and the psalmist even says this often david Lord, vindicate me because I'm innocent. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's saying like, hey, I'm being attacked for no good reason, but mm -hmm, I need you to mm -hmm, vindicate mm -hmm, me here. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that it makes me think of is, uh, and I, I think this is probably an easy one to grab, grasp from this, is that we should fear God because he is a holy God yeah. who does punish yeah. sin. And he, he either punishes our sin in us or he punishes our sin in Christ, but he will punish sin. And so it should move us to fear God and his holiness. Um, so yeah, these are, these are relevant. These are not like old test, these are old Testament, the old Testament God mm. stuff that God is God. His word is his word. And there's great value in the imprecatory Psalm. So you don't want to ignore them, but you don't want to weaponize them either to, you know, to go after individuals. That's another thing. I think Sam Storms might point this out. I read so many articles, I forget who, but one of them pointed this out, which is uh, it's, and it was storms because he said it's rarely, if ever, targeting an individual. Oh, it's almost always, if not always, like wickedness yep. in these people that have aligned themselves against God and His people, mm. which is which is helpful. So, don't use it to weaponize against an individual, um, but use them to grow in your love for God, your hatred of sin, your your mourning over the world, and your hope for righteousness. Like Jimmy said. Okay, so how should we be using these things? Right? Um, obviously, we should be reading them. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just fulfilling that call to be faithful to his word. Right. Like, like it's, it's, that's what we're asking of God as, as we're reading it. Right. Yeah. Do what you said you would do. That's, and, and all the guys who write on this point, this out, like the imprecatory Psalms aren't people asking God to do something that he hasn't already said he's going to do. 
Yeah. This is what I'm doing. This is what I, I'm We know going- God is faithful. We know that yeah. that he is true. We know that he uh, is unchanging. And so he has said he will do these things. We ask God that you do that thing you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I just, so, mu- so much of the prayers in scripture, and when you read the classics on prayer, they talk about this, like, hey, uh, hold God accountable to his promises. Not that he needs to be held accountable, but he loves to hear you recount his promises. Hey, God, you said you would do this, so I trust that you will do this. Because it gives him glory. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it, it elevates in, in our minds and in the minds of anybody who hears, it elevates who God is and what he does. Now, when it comes to using them in worship, now this Ooh. guy was like, hey, this guy read, he read this. <laughs> he read this. I don't remember. We talked about this at the beginning already, right? Mm-hmm. This guy read this, uh, this psalm, this imprecatory psalm at the end of the service. And this guy was like, what do you, what do you do? What do you do? If, how do you handle that? Do you talk to him afterwards? Do you tell him good job? Do you, do you tell him, uh, hey man, maybe, maybe choose a different passage? Well, I mean, it's so odd for us because everything is planned for us. Hey, like no, we, we, nobody's we, riffing on no one's what riffing. scripture they're going to read. Exactly. We, we have we, a lot of readings. We too. have a lot of readings that we do, and it's laid out. I mean, a lot well of times, in advance. well in advance, weeks ahead of time. Yeah. Um, it's rehearsed. Even even the exhortations from the worship leaders, we don't make them do this. They write it out. Yeah. They like, here's what I want to say to the yep. congregation. Yep. Uh, we don't have, you know, I know some of you guys get annoyed when like a worship leader will spend like five or 10 minutes just like exhorting people mm-hmm. extemporaneously. Our guys don't do that. Um, we had to ask them, hey, please do more exhortation. We want you to. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. up there for a reason. Yeah. So exhort the people. Yeah. Read the word. It's good. Um, so yeah. So here's the thing. I, I Can you use an imprecatory psalm in corporate worship? Absolutely you can. But, Context, placement, yes, yes. explain explaining yes. it, how you apply it. Yeah. That all matters because mm. otherwise, you know, you're not really communicating the word of God. Um, yeah, I think you gotta you gotta kinda know what you're doing with it, right? Yeah. And it's not done trying to rejoice in the death of the wicked, right? Mm-hmm. It's not done just to try to bring about their destruction, but in the fear of God, in the yeah. hope of salvation. I remember when uh, Saddam Hussein was captured mm. and we were young church plant, the first church plant. And, uh, and in that service, uh, that Sunday, uh, we actually prayed for Saddam Hussein. Mm. We prayed that, uh, that God's justice would, would be evident. We prayed that, you know, evil would be vanquished. And we prayed that, uh, God would break his heart and he would repent of his sin. Um, that he would find mercy in Jesus. Uh, so I just say like, you definitely, like you said, do this in the, in the fear of God. So yeah, imprecatory psalms, man, uh, they're good. You know why? Because they're God's word, and mm. uh, you should read them. You should be familiar with them. There's a bunch of them. Check out uh, the articles. We've got uh, one from Table Talk, and we've got one uh, from Sam Storms that you can find on Crosswalk. Check them out in the show notes. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook, slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh part every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we got that all-access exclusive content. Banter Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to DoctrineAndDevotion.com, slash All Access, to sign up today. Later. Later.